Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this fine Sunday, September? Uh, kind of, it's been nice here lately. At least I don't know what weather's been like in Omaha, but uh, it's been it's been going good over here in Fort Collins. So how are you doing, Grandpa? Oh, there is no place like Nebraska. <laughs> it Finally, electric. get to talk about a win. It uh, was electric last night. It was incredible. It was a perfect night for football. It was actually a day game and a night game combined. Oh, you and love you've it. Been, That's you've best. been to a night game before, and there's there's oh, yeah, there's just something. There's just something about a night game. And then obviously you get the win that, I mean, I mean, that's just what, what I know you didn't get to watch the game live, uh, but what, what are your thoughts on a, the win and you know what it means for rule and the program and the fans? Yeah. So I didn't get to watch the game because uh, of course my parents, knowing that I love Nebraska football, scheduled my <laughs> sister's birthday party during the Nebraska game. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's okay. I'll talk with them later. Um, no, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, first one of the season, I don't get to watch any of it besides watching highlights of it on YouTube, which is fine. Uh, it's, it's fine. Northern Illinois. Um, I mean, I think this means like in the locker room after the game, they gave the game ball to, to coach rule for his first game. And I think this is just big and it, he's big. He was talking a lot this week about just getting like, he, he was like, we know that this game is not the same caliber as the last two games that we're, the last two games we've played. So they, he kind of knew that this was going to be not the, not the same kind of challenge that uh, the Colorado and the Minnesota games would be. So he just wants, he was talking about just getting some momentum going and getting that winning feeling going. Um, so uh, that, that I think that's definitely the case. Nebraska with these two games uh, coming up and then next week, of course, against Louisiana Tech. So you take the Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech game coming out of that, we should be two and two, uh, which I mean, isn't terrible. I'll take 500 right now, just with how this team looks. But um, interesting to see Harburg in there. At, yeah. at quarterback i'm not surprised i mean obviously jeff sims out with an injury there was talk even before that the injury thing really got to be a problem for sims if he was going to play because of all the turnovers uh i i was not a big fan of wanting him in there if he was going to commit so many turnovers um and uh i mean what are your what were your initial what were your thoughts on harburg here grandpa well i i talked to my buddy doug um you've met him before and he was at the game, and I said, when did you find out that Harburg was going to be the starter? And he said, when it showed up on the on the scoreboard, and then starting at quarterback, you know, number 10, Heinrich, and the crowd went nuts. They oh, went yeah. nuts. And, uh, you know, he, he's a homegrown kid. Um, there have been a handful of, of homegrown, successful Husker quarterbacks, uh, you know, in, born and raised in the, in the state of Nebraska. Eric Krause is probably, and Scott Frost, probably the two n- most notable, but you got Ron Kellogg and, and uh, you got, you got some other really good players in there. Not, maybe not great players, but, um, but so it was, it was nice to see a homegrown kid under tremendous pressure. I mean, this is, this is rules home opener, it, you know, you, you're you 0 2. The pressure is on the whole team, the coaching staff, everybody. And the kid came through and I thought played really, really well. 
Is it a, is it the greatest performance I've ever seen by a quarterback in Memorial Stadium? No, but considering the circumstances, he'd never started a game before. Man, I gotta I gotta take my hat off to him. I think he was I, I played. I think he probably. I, I'm not. I can't say that I'm surprised at his performance, but just the same, considering um, what has transpired really over the last eight years, better part of eight years, he came in there and did exactly what he was supposed to do. I was very proud of him. I, I've always been high on Heinrich, always. I I just have liked him. I watched his career when he was in at Kearney Catholic in Kearney, Nebraska, and uh, it just – Man, I don't know. I'm I'm just very proud um, of him. Yeah, me too. I share a lot of that. And also, I'm proud of him for not turning the ball. He had one fumble, uh, but yeah. compared to Sims dropping about every single snap he got against Colorado, yeah. I, I'll take that. The turnover margin, Nebraska, I'll take it as a win. We tied one interception uh, on defense there, uh, I believe in the third quarter. I forget who it was. Um, but... No, one interception, one fumble. I'll take an even turnover battle there instead of negative yeah. two, three, which is what it's been in the last couple of games. So, oh, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's a huge step forward, and I think that that is – everyone's been talking about, okay, who's going to start next week, Sims or Harburg? And I was thinking about this earlier, uh, and my thoughts was, okay, it's Louisiana Tech. It's a game that we should definitely win. Uh, Louisiana Tech, we'll get into this. They have an interesting quarterback situation there. They have a guy that can make some plays, but the thing is he doesn't have a lot of playmakers around him. And Hank Bachmeyer, he transferred in from Boise State. I remember watching him at Boise State two years ago, and he uh, is a pretty athletic and pretty athletic kid, but I, I think all defense will be fine. Uh, handling him we handled Rocky Lombardi pretty well uh, I love at one point in the uh, it was uh I believe in the first quarter uh, and this is when Northern Illinois had they had the ball kind of down at the I want to say 10 or 12 yard line and they were going to go in to maybe tie it uh, right. off the fumble from Harburg and uh Rocky Lombardi drops back and then just falls down uh, it was the best unforced sack I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. and, and then it leads to three points because it was on third goal. So I couldn't ask for anything better from that. But great, great defensive play there, obviously, by the uh, new turf at Nebraska's field, at, at Memorial Stadium there. Um, Who would you, but, getting back to the game ball, you said that Matt Rule got the game ball, which is great. Yeah. They give out different game ball. They don't just give one. Who else besides Matt Rule do you believe deserved to get a game ball? Man, I, I think you got to give it to Fedoni. He, this was kind of his breakout game in my mind, at least. Uh, the the crowd went nuts every time he touched the ball, even if it was for like a little eight-yard gain or whatever. They just love – they love watching him play. Uh, and it was really fun just watching him go to work on, on Northern Illinois' linebackers because they can't keep up with it because, of course, they they're, it's you don't get the same recruiting. But still, I mean, D1 athletes, so unbelievable. He, he made an unbelievable catch. Yeah, the third and, 15, third and 15. I the said there's quarter. no way that that's a, a grab. It, I you know, I wanted it to be, but I said there's no way he could have caught that inbounds. Well, he did it perfectly. Yeah. And it was a great, great throw. Great, yeah, oh yeah, and well, and I was really impressed with Harburg's poise there too. Uh, he's getting chased by about two yes. guys in like a split second after he throws that ball, he gets hit. Yeah, uh, and he is not looking, he's not panicking, he's just eyes down the field. He sees Fedoni, uh, right before he's out of bounds, he 
throws it on a frozen rope to him. And of course, Fedoni makes the amazing catch. Uh, but that's just, a, that's a combination that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Harburg threw the Fedoni's first Nebraska touchdown pass to him last week, of course. Uh, and then he threw another one to him uh, yep. this week to get Nebraska on the board there, I believe, in the second quarter. Um, and it, I mean, it just, that connection is going to be really lethal if they just keep working on that and if Harburg gets the start. So anyway, going back to what I was saying about next week with Harburg and Sims, what what's going to happen there? Uh, I think that Rule should start Harburg to just make sure that Sims doesn't hurt himself in a game that we don't need him really to win. I I think subjectively we or sorry objectively we don't need Jeff Sims to win that game against La Tech, uh, and then you get Harburg more experience. I mean, Purdy played a little bit towards the end of the Northern Illinois game too, so throw him in there depending on the score. But um, And then you get Harburg more experience, and then you can also get a little bit more of him on tape. So they each have two games on tape, and you kind of compare what you like to see. Of course, Sims is against more difficult defenses, but take take from that what you will. Uh, And then Rule can decide based on how he's feeling from both their performances and how Sims is feeling with his ankle, uh, who he wants to start against Michigan. Uh, you could also look at Michigan as the throwaway game too, because I'm pretty sure, I mean, Nebraska is a lot better at stopping the run, but Blake Corum is kind of a cheat code in himself uh, for, for Michigan there. So that'll be interesting to see, but that's, that's a couple weeks down the road. We don't have to talk about that yet. So that's, that's just my thought. What do you, do you agree with that grandpa? Do you think that's dumb? You want, you want to see Sims against Louisiana tech, see if he's fixed the issues and then build some confidence with him. Or what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. We we just don't know. Sims, I I understand has a high ankle sprain. I've talked with other guys who played football, and they said that could be a, anywhere from a four to six week kind of rehab. They they can be really nasty, uh, and and I've never had one, thank goodness. But uh, so it might be a mood issue. Heinrich probably will get to start because he's healthy. That's my that's my thinking, but. To your point, I, you know, if Sims comes in there and he's healed, he's magically healed, I think based on Matt Rule's, you know, uh, rules, <laughs> pardon the expression, that <laughs> starter isn't going to lose his position to uh, to an injury. So if he when, he when he comes back at 100%, then I think he'll be the starter. But do you think, and I'm thinking that there would be a short leash on Sims, he goes in there and and fumbles and throws a stupid interception. Uh, they would be they wouldn't waste any time getting Harburg in there. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on how Harburg plays in these games. He's played great. They changed their offense a lot when he got in there. Uh, Harburg had twenty one carries yesterday yep. um, for ninety eight yards. He was our leading yep. rusher, which and we we ran a lot more triple option read option kind of stuff and. Honestly, like I, that's just kind of old-fashioned Nebraska football, and that's what Matt Rule wants to get back to. And I, I love watching it. I don't know if it, it's gonna, it's, it's seen to be done if we can do that super effectively against Big Ten opponents. Uh, but I mean, against Louisiana Tech next week, heck, why not run that with Harburg? Um, going back to going back to your question there, I mean, you said that Rule's not gonna. I mean, obviously he's not going to drop his starter because of injuries. And I think you're right in saying that. And he, that would some, that makes sense for his mentality and how he wants to coach this team. But could you also take it the other way of, 
you just got injured and played poorly in both those games, we would have pulled you anyway, that kind of thing. I, I mean, I don't know what Rule's thoughts were during that Colorado game before Sims kind of got banged up and they had to put uh, Harbor again. But, I, I mean, I feel like there's – I mean, I feel like there's time – there's always times to break a mantra you have in coaching uh, to to win and help the team get better. So I think this is the time. I, I think that I don't. I really don't want Sims in there when we're in Big Ten play, turning the ball over three, four times a game, because it's just not like we cannot win these games turning the ball over four times and then we win by twenty four. It, it really, it really thirty two. The last touchdown yeah. from Northern Illinois it is literally the definition of a garbage time touchdown. They score with about four seconds left. Um, so I mean. Uh, it's it's interesting. It remains to be seen. Obviously, we'll have to see what happens next week. But I don't. I'm really. If if Rule puts Sims on there, I'm with you that it's going to be on a short leash. But I don't think Husker Nation will like that, uh, no. and I think they'll complain a lot about that and and really start to lose faith in this organization. Of he's fumbled the ball. He fumbled the ball three times through a pick against Colorado. He threw some really dumb picks against Minnesota. Uh, really critical situations and and then you're still putting him back in these games where we need to not turn the ball over it's like what like then it's then you lose faith in Matt Rule or start to lose faith in Matt Rule so whole all of that to say uh, I think that I think that Rule should start Harburg the rest of the year but he probably will start Sims against Michigan if he's healed and uh, of course the high ankle thing four to six weeks, or as we saw last year in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes, high ankle, high ankle sprain against the Jaguars in the divisional. He comes back, plays the next week in the conference championship. That's, yeah, so, that's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that's that's also a good point. That's also a good point. Um, so it, 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 it remains to be seen how that's going to turn out. But I, I think short answer to your question is uh, Jeff Sims is going to be on a short leash if he goes back in. Uh Keys to winning the game Saturday, yesterday. What what, what do you think the keys were? Uh, I think the keys were just be solid, like just chew up some clock. Uh, just I know we did because our offense has really struggled to score super effectively, uh, and just chew up some clock, run, running the ball, make it so that there's less of an upset potential. Uh, like against Georgia Southern last year where it's just a shootout. Like that's what you don't want to get into. And then Northern Illinois is not the kind of team that can really get into a shootout. They don't have those kind of weapons uh, like Georgia Southern did last year. I mean, you call them weapons, but it's, I mean, Conference USA or Sun Belt or whatever they're in. Um, so anyway, but I think that was a key to the game. Key to, and, and then also not making mistakes, penalties, turnovers, that kind of stuff. And I, I think Nebraska was pretty, pretty successful at that. Had, let's see. Uh, I mean, actually, I don't have a number on the penalties. Oh, we only had five penalties for 70 yards, which it's not great. But my guess is a couple of those are pass interference just based on the amount uh, versus yardage there. So what, what, it, what do you agree with me there, Grandpa? Or you th- anything else you want to add on the keys to well, the game part there or? Yes, for the first time, and I don't remember how long Nebraska did not lose the turnover. No, I I didn't say we won the turnover battle, but we did not lose it. It was tied and one. We had uh, uh, one fumble and we got one interception. But Nebraska ran for 96 yards in the fourth quarter. Think about that. That I think that was that was the backbreaker because Northern Illinois defense was getting the 
heck knocked out of them. And then here we go, just smash mouth football. And they got tired. They got worn out just like Nebraska's defense got worn out at, uh, at Colorado last week. Um, Nebraska won the turnover or tied the turnover battle. They won the time of possession by almost 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. 25 to 35, something like that. And, and that's what you're going to get when you can run the ball in the fourth quarter. Um, and I was, I was really happy to see Marcus Satterfield, uh, offensive coordinator. He made adjustments when they shut off some zone reads and some counter uh, plays that uh, Nebraska was running in the first half. He made adjustments. And uh, that was, I, I usually we don't come up with a solution at the half. It's just more of the same in the second half. So Hats off to Marcus Satterfield for, for uh, I think, uh, calling a good, you know, game plan, um, making adjustments. I think that was really good. And Nebraska, if you look at the the, the defense, they allowed 26 rushing yards last night. 26 rushing yards on only 123 passing for 149 total yards. I don't care if you're playing the sisters – of the poor, that's that's some really good defense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and, and Nebraska's defense has been its rock. That three three five is really just it's it fits perfectly in there. Tony White has done an amazing job yep. of teaching yep. all those kids that. And I think Nebraska's defense is uh, one of the better defenses I've seen in the past few years um, this season. So there's there's a lot to take away from that. They had, let's see how many, we, had, we only had three sacks, which is down from last week when we had eight uh, against Shadur Sanders and the Colorado Buffs and still managed to lose. But, um, I mean, that's what, that's what we have to do is get after the quarterback if you want to win in the Big Ten. And Nebraska's, those sack numbers have been really, really a big positive on defense. The turnovers haven't been something that Nebraska's really been able to generate that much. Uh, but I'll, I'll take it uh, considering that, the other team's offenses on the field for the past at least two games, not the Northern Illinois game, but CU and Minnesota game that these other two teams uh, have been on the field against our defense for a large majority of the game. Cause we keep turning the ball over to them. But um, I, I, did you, I, I want to get your thoughts on this, but the last play of the game, Nebraska, there's four seconds left. They could just kneel it down, but it's then they head it off to Trevon Lubin and he takes it for about 18 <laughs> yards, dragging a bunch of guys with him. What did you think of that? I loved it. I, you want to just take the knee and, and, and I understand it had somebody gotten injured on that play, then you would have said that's really dumb call. So, um, you know, I'm okay with it in the spirit of the evening, but uh, under normal circumstances, uh, I think he should have just taken a knee and, and erase any possibility of somebody, you know, tearing a knee or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Rule was, I mean, I'm glad that no one got injured, but it, <laughs> as soon as that play finishes uh, and, and Lubin's dragged down, uh, it pans over to Rule, and he's just smiling, walking out of the field. He just loved that. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty fun to see, just not like it, it, it doesn't seem like I, it wasn't a disrespect thing, I think, uh, to Northern Illinois, um, which I guess it could easily have been taken like that of like, oh, they don't even want to nail the ball. They just want to keep pounding it after they're up by 24. Uh, but I think they understand that it's just that they want, it's the first home game and they want to get the crowd excited about it. And they just, that's just how Matt rule is. So, uh, I mean, I'll take it. I thought it was pretty funny to, to watch there, but, um, what other notes do you have from this game here, grandpa? Well, you know, people are talking, they're trying to underplay 
Northern Illinois, you know, well, they're just, they're just, you know, Mac or, or what it mid America. I forget what they are. Yeah. Mac, Mac. That's what it is. Mac. Um, they're, you know, they're just, they're not a very good team. Well, they went into Boston college and beat them. And guess what? Florida state went there and beat Boston college, but Northern Illinois beat them by more <laughs> points than Florida state did. So, you know, I, yeah. I'm not trying to say that, you know, that's Georgia that we beat Saturday night, but just the same. I don't think that's chump change. I think I think it was a good win over a reasonably good. I wish we would have had that kind of game to start off the season and then started at home instead of going to Minnesota and then having to right. go to Colorado, which is now undefeated. They're they're yeah, they're three and zero. Right? Yeah, they're three and zero. Yes. Yeah, they are. Uh, so, so you're saying by the, by the optimists college football transitive property, uh, we are a better team than Florida state. Yeah. Right. There, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, the point okay. is, I don't, I don't think we should, you know, um, denigrate Northern Illinois. I think, I think that was a good win. And I think those kids yeah. got to be really, really pleased and proud that they were Everybody was was expecting a win, and that's probably the hardest time to actually win. Was everybody is expecting you to win? You know, come out, you're zero and two, and you got to come. You got to win this game. If you don't win this game, and next week your chances of going to a bowl game, I think, are fairly limited, if not non-existent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if we don't win this game next week, I'm sure there's going to be riots all around campus in Lincoln. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, I yeah, it, it's fine, but I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about with this game here before we move on to a couple more things? No, we need, to, here? we need to talk about volleyball briefly and you want to do that? Yeah. Then yeah. Talk about uh, Nebraska. Beat, yeah. No, so this was, I got this is the I got notification from ESPN on I believe when did they play this on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday Tuesday night yeah. uh, Nebraska at Stanford uh, I believe was Nebraska was ranked I want to say number six at the time and no. Stanford was or no sorry Nebraska four was and then Stanford was five four and five okay okay no. I knew it was something pretty high in the in the top ten there and Nebraska went on the road at Stanford uh, and won three one. Which just that just beat them down and played really well. I watched some highlights yeah. from that. They just looked really good. And this Nebraska volleyball team is is going to be something when we when we ran out of football things to talk about here when Nebraska is done here. Hopefully around January ish. I don't know. I mean, they're not going to make a New Year's Six bowl, but we'd like to. One can dream. Um, and this is Nebraska's first win against Stanford here in two thousand eight since two thousand eight. Uh, Nebraska just played really, really well. They're eight zero for the first time since 2016. Uh, a lot of great things to things to see, and they're playing Kentucky, who's not too bad uh, at home at the Devaney Center uh, today. That was sorry Sunday, um, which is today, I guess, for recording. So if you guys listen to this on Monday or whenever during this week, go and look up the score. Uh, but they played today at 6:30 Central Time, 5:30 or sorry 7:30 Eastern Time. Yeah. Um, so what are your quick thoughts on that, Grandpa, before we move on to some other football stuff here? Well, you know, they, they opened this, the, uh, well, they opened the night before the Huskers opened at Minnesota and then broke the all-time attendance record for a female sporting event you know, with 92,000 um, and three people, which was fantastic. But they're just starting to, then they set the, uh, I think they played uh, Long Beach, 
and they broke the uh, the Devaney record. Uh, I mean, you can get eight thousand plus, but they they broke that record uh, last well a week or so ago. And then, uh, yeah, they're they're uh, it's the first road win over a top five team since twenty seventeen. That was at Penn State. So. Um, yeah, I think these these girls are just amazing athletes. They got six new players on the team, um, which it, at times you wonder who the heck. I don't know the the players. I haven't memorized the the uh, the uh, roster yet, but uh, there's some just great great players on that on that team. It's it's a joy to watch them. So I can't wait. I'll, I'll watch that game tonight uh, versus Kentucky. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Let's move on here to some more Big Ten football stuff. Uh, do you want to go through Big Ten scoreboard real quick here, Grandpa? And just get yeah, some quick Syracuse, thoughts here. Syracuse down Purdue 35-20. to 20. What are your thoughts on that? Not a big surprise. Purdue is not good this year. I'll say that. I, I think that's yeah. a game that I'm thinking more and more Nebraska can win. Uh, uh-huh. They don't have guys there. And with Aiden O'Connell being gone, they just have Devin Mockaby, and it seems like he's really not doing that much. So. And then Michigan beat Bowling Green at thirty-one to six. Not overwhelming. Yeah, and that this is also the last game of. I, I didn't mention this last week, but uh, Jim Harbaugh has sell, has had a self-imposed suspension for the past three games. So this is the end of that. He'll be back next week for Michigan's game. Uh, Blake Corum, another two touchdowns, hundred and one yards. Big thing for Nebraska here, though. JJ McCarthy's been having some interception problems. Uh, and at least he did in this game. He threw three picks to a bad Bowling Green, or a, not a great Bowling Green team. Uh, he still looks pretty good. He played really well in the first two games, so not going to knock him too much. But just know that that's a side of him for when Nebraska plays that we might be able to get something out of that. But future Big Ten member Washington downed uh, Michigan State forty. Is it forty-seven to seven? Forty-one. Forty-one. Uh, yeah, um, Michigan Michael, State is their coach is he's going to be history. He's not he's Mel Tucker. Yeah, Mel Tucker. Everybody knows yeah. that. Yep. So this is their first game without him. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. is just yeah decimating everything passing yeah, yeah. wise. Four hundred seventy three yards, four touchdowns. Uh, man, I wish he would have transferred to Nebraska instead of Minnesota <laughs> or Washington. From he was at Indiana a couple years ago, so he's a he's always been a solid player. Um, and glad that he's found a team that can give him those offensive weapons and has the air raid passing attack going strong. So Michael, Michael Penix is going to be in that Heisman conversation. uh, Definitely. He is slightly already, but you can't put up those numbers and not be, and be ignored. Yeah. The Buckeyes down Western Kentucky, 63 to 10. Yeah, they actually scored some points. That's a big plus yeah. for Ohio State. Kyle McCord looked settled in. I don't know. It, Ryan Day announced before this game that Kyle McCord was the starting quarterback uh, for the rest of the season locked in for Ohio State. So maybe he just was playing kind of nervous in those first two games, and it, it didn't look great. But 318 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Trevion Henderson, 88 yards on 13 carries for two touchdowns. Marvin Harrison had 126 yards and a touchdown. That's pretty darn good. I mean, Marvin Harrison is going to be the guy for Ohio State this year. Uh, Ameka Buka had two touchdown catches as well for Ohio, or not two. I, I think he maybe had one, but he played really well. Uh, Ohio State's kind of getting that groove now. Western Kentucky's Western Kentucky's actually a pretty good team. Um, they were 2-0 coming into that, and they'd had some wins against some decent schools. Uh, I think so. 
this is not one to uh, to knock Ohio State on for for not beating up on a more allowing the ten points. They, Western Kentucky beat uh, South or USF uh, by more than Alabama did. So take that for what you want. Uh, I got to watch this Duke Northwestern game. Uh, I got to see Drake May, who's a quarterback for Duke, fine player. They down Northwestern thirty-eight to fourteen. Drake May, Drake May is North Carolina's quarterback. Okay. Riley Riley Leonard is who you're thinking of. Is Duke? Okay, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah, he's yeah, good player. Um, but yeah, Northwestern's terrible. I mean, and Duke's Duke's gonna yeah. be a problem in the ACC this year. So. And Iowa edged Western Michigan 41 to 10. <laughs> hey, they scored the point. They got the point total now. Uh, however, they did have a lot of defensive scoring. Uh, there wasn't a lot of note from this game uh, besides one of their cheerleaders, one of the male cheerleaders, I guess, was doing flips in the end zone and his pants fell down when he's doing a flip. So that was all over ESPN. So <laughs> go look up that if you haven't seen that already. But that was pretty funny. So that was really the one thing of note there. Iowa ranked number, I think they're ranked number 24 in the AP poll now. Three and zero, and have been fine. I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. We've yet to see them be tested, really. Maryland uh, down Virginia forty-two fourteen. Yeah, Virginia's not Virginia's not really that good. Um, and Maryland has a scary passing attack with Tulia Tugavaloa. He he threw for three hundred forty-two yards and a touchdown. So they can they can beat you a lot of ways. So I'm I'm kind of worried about Maryland when Nebraska plays them in November. Uh, Illinois lost to Penn State 30-13. Does that say more about Penn State or more about Illinois? It says a lot about Penn State's defense. Uh, Illinois threw four interceptions, uh, and then Penn State had five takeaways. You have fumble and four interceptions. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, and they scored 20 points off those turnovers. So Illinois is the new Nebraska of the Big Ten. Not the new. They also joined Nebraska in the Big Ten of the team that decides to shoot themselves in the foot so they cannot win games. Uh, because yeah. if you take away those 20 points, Illinois wins by three. So, I mean, this Illinois team is very mistake prone. So I think that I'm, I'm, this is another one I'm more confident in Nebraska being able to win just by uh, a factor of the turnover battle. And I think if Nebraska cleans that up with Sims or if Harburg's in there, we don't turn the ball over. We win the turnover battle by about three. So that should be fine when we when we play Illinois. I'm not worried for that anymore. Minnesota suffered their Minnesota suffered their first loss of the season. They lost at North Carolina 31-13. Yeah, uh Drake May is one of the best quarterbacks in college football. He I mean, if he doesn't win the Heisman, he'll be in the top three voting wise. Uh, it's just he puts up ridiculous numbers. His problem is he throws some interceptions, so that's going to kind of cloud the numbers a little bit. But we knew Minnesota couldn't score points, uh, and North Carolina just destroyed them on the in the air, and it, it wasn't really a close game ever. And Indiana lost to Louisville 21-14. Yeah, um, this one was actually a pretty decent game. Uh, I I, th I think that uh, let's see, Indiana had let's see, yeah, Indiana had the ball uh, with quite with a little bit of time left, uh, fourth and goal from about a foot and a half away to tie, uh, and uh, Louisville stuffed stuffed him on fourth and goal and end up winning that game. So. Uh, Louisville's not great. Indiana's really not that great either. Louisville's three and zero, but that's a little bit misleading. They haven't played anyone super high level yet, um, and I mean Indiana's not going to be great this year. If we've as we've already talked about with that Ohio State game last week, but 
I watched some of this Wisconsin win over Georgia Southern, 35-14. Georgia Southern, I think, is another team that shot itself in the foot yesterday. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. Five interceptions. Wow. <laughs> Five. Not even Jeff Sims can do that. Um wow. And I was when I saw this game, uh, I was I was really hoping for a please, please just be the, the please Georgia Southern. Don't make Nebraska the only team that you do this to. Uh, but of course, Wisconsin bounced back from their loss last week uh, to Washington State and and wins this game pretty comfortably. Of course, when you throw five interceptions, it's kind of hard to win. So, right. And finally, Rutgers uh, beat Vatek and the thirty-five sixteen. Yeah, Virginia Tech is not good as as well. Both of Virginia schools are just not are just in a bad spot right now in the ACC. And uh, I mean, I guess it'll be interesting when they play each other. But that's just kind of the oh, who wants to see the two four foot three kids wrestle each other? Like that's boring. <laughs> um, so Rutgers has played every single game at home. Yet they've yet to play an away game. That's of note. But other than that, Rutgers looks pretty solid. Uh, it, well, it remains to see what they're actually made of though. Uh, they do have a quite the good running game. Um, they're, they're running back. Uh, oh man. What, I don't even know how to pronounce it. This is like a Prince. Well, um, um, name, but uh, Kyle Monagi, I want to say uh, he, they're running back. He rushed for, uh, he rushed for quite a bit of yardage here, 143 yards on 16 carries and three touchdowns in that game. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that pans out for Rutgers the rest of the year. But uh I kind of stopped following Rutgers after Noah Vedral left yeah. there, uh, but yeah. they're they're a fine team. Three and zero is nothing to nothing to say anything bad about. So let's uh, we got just time enough to go through La Tech coming up this Saturday, two thirty uh, p.m. kickoff at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Uh, uh, they're coming in with a two and two record. Nebraska is one and two. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, again, this is another kind of throwaway game for Nebraska, a game to improve things, just get better, figure out where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are as a team. Um, so I, I'm excited to see another win here. As I said, I was talking about at the beginning of the at the beginning of the podcast here, uh, Hank Bachmeyer is kind of the one is the quarterback for Louisiana Tech, the transfer from Boise State. It's the guy I'm kind of worried about. He won't do that much damage, I don't really think. Um but just one to watch out for. He can scramble. Um, but I, I think we should be okay against uh, a not great Louisiana Tech team. What are your thoughts on this one? I think this. I think I. I think you're spot on. They they commit. They they uh, they have two wins. They beat Florida International twenty two seventeen. Northwestern State, not Northwestern University, but Northwestern State fifty one twenty one. They lost to SMU. An okay program. Yeah, uh, fourteen to thirty-eight, and then uh, yesterday they lost to North Texas, uh, thirty-seven to forty. So uh, they're coming into Lincoln. This is kind of interesting. If you look, I just checked the defensive uh, ratings or rankings uh, of Louisiana Tech. They are number one hundred in scoring defense, number one hundred and twenty-four in rush defense, number twenty-eight in pass defense. That's probably because everybody can run on them. And 93 in total defense. So Nebraska, again, if you don't, if you take care of the ball and just run your offense, defense, and special teams, we should be able to pick up a win. I think we can score some points against their defense, and uh, 
my prediction would be Nebraska probably is going to win, probably going to be favored at least by 11 points as, as they were yesterday. Um, and Nebraska comes out of that probably winning by 14 points, something like that, 28-14, maybe not, you know, um, something like that. I, I don't, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right to me. Nebraska, the line right now, if I'm seeing from Caesars Sportsbooks, is Nebraska by 19.5. I think that maybe is a little bit high. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we beat Northern Illinois by more than that amount, but I think Louisiana Tech's going to be able to keep up a little bit more on offense uh, than uh, Northern Illinois was able to last night. But uh, I think it'll be a good net crack game for Nebraska here. Um, next week, we will be back uh, to review that Louisiana Tech game, talk about the Michigan matchup, go through the Big Ten scoreboard again, see what's happening there. Ohio State, Notre Dame's next week. We're probably going to have some thoughts on that one, maybe just maybe just quick. Of course, it's not, yeah. we're not an Ohio State podcast, but that's one that we got to talk about. Um, and, uh, man, was I frustrated last night that CSU didn't beat CU, but that game was yeah. fun to watch. So it's uh, good, good, always, always fun to stay up until 12 o'clock on a Saturday night watching a double <laughs> overtime college football game. So, uh, <laughs> But tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the show. Uh, go find us over on X, not Twitter. Uh, go find us over on X uh, at HBT Huskers Pod or search How About Them Huskers Podcast over on X. Uh, and you can also email us uh, at HBTH podcast at protonmail.com or huskerdan at yeah huskerdan at cox.net uh thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back next week with that review of hopefully a pretty convincing win against louisiana tech uh but most importantly go big red